Part 3, Expansion. We've now reached the higher circuits. Things get a bit more strange, and a lot more strange, the higher we go. Mircea Eliad, historian of religion, fiction writer, philosopher, and professor, used the phrase, the rupture of the planes, which I think is appropriate for describing the conscious activation of higher circuits. In Tim Leary's later work, which was admittedly very far out, he explained that and argued that humanity would have to consciously activate their higher circuits if they wanted to leave planet Earth and explore the galaxy. He thought that long-term space exploration and colonization wouldn't be successful if human beings brought petty vampiric mindsets and robotic social behaviors along with them. I'm not so sure about all that. Uh, but it seems reasonable to think that without a substantial change to how we live our individual lives and how we organize society, humanity will destroy itself, whether on Earth or off Earth. Everyone on this planet has experienced higher circuit activity. Many of us just don't have the maps to understand this activity properly. Robert Anton Wilson said the higher circuits are best described by art and music, but words will have to do. So, just by me talking about these circuits, there's a danger that these ideas will become just more collective content in your intellect. They can become circuit three ideas, and this could block the potential for you to know the higher circuits as lived experience. So once I'm done talking about the higher circuits, part four of this presentation will cover how the higher circuits can be known through first-hand individual experience. Circuit 5, Soma. Circuit 5 involves the activation of the body's senses and one's entering into a different state of mind in which a pleasurable sense of peace and love is felt. The word Soma comes from a Greek word meaning body. In the Hindu Vedas, the oldest known religious text in the world, Soma is a drink with powerful effects. Soma helps individuals transcend the status quo and enter a divine state of being. We have drunk the Soma, we have become immortal, we have gone to the light, we have found the gods. Soma heals all who are sick. Circuit 3 and Circuit 4 programming creates a trap of symbolic reality and social roles that disconnect us from our bodies. In Circuit 5, the body's senses become heightened creating a pleasurable, peaceful state in which we can readily express and receive love. Circuit 5 can be described in terms of mainstream science. For example, you may know that oxytocin and vasopressin are neuropeptide proteins released in the nervous system of all mammals. These neuropeptides can be seen as biological marks for our experience of empathy, compassion, trust, and affection. Oxytocin is called the love molecule in popular science media. But Circuit 5 can't be reduced to simple biological science. Circuit 5 experiences of harmony, beauty, peace, and unity are more than just molecular biology. First of all, the effects of oxytocin are not totally straightforward, no matter what popular science articles want you to think. I recently read an article that said, kindness is a chemical. Yeah, okay, sure. The fact is, we can't just take an oxytocin pill and suddenly have a circuit 5 experience. 
Circuit 5 is a felt experience of being alive in one's body. For me, being moved to tears, a warm feeling in one's chest, having a quiet mind and a sense of peace, having the hairs on your arms and the back of your neck stand up when listening to music, are all more useful indications of circuit 5 activation than any molecule count in one's bloodstream. In part 4 of this lecture I'll go into some detail about activating circuit 5, but I think it's important to provide some examples of common ways we activate circuit 5 without becoming aware of it. Parenthood. Parents often describe the meeting of their newborn as a complete perspective shift. Some describe a feeling of selfless love and care they've never experienced before. Granted, this doesn't happen with all parents. Music and dancing. These have been Circuit 5 activation methods since the dawn of time. Look at any ancient tribe. Consider that most native medicine people have used music, especially repetitive trance-like music, to bring about altered states which they access in order to heal themselves and others. You can consider Sufi dervishes, Native American rain dances, African tribal dances for examples of the use of music and dance in traditional cultures. Repetition is key. Some early Greek prophets were called iatromantis. They used repetitive incantations to induce altered states of consciousness. I've personally played and sung with devotional Hindu music groups in events called kirtans, and I've personally experienced the powerful effect that singing chants can have on the body. You'd be hard-pressed to find any religious tradition without a musical component to it. One thing that hardened atheists and anti-religious people often do not understand is that devotional practices are a major Circuit 5 activation for many people. For some, true devotional practices are not just about believing in an intellectual idea of God. They're about experiencing a sense of harmony, love, peace, and unity through those religious practices. In other words, getting high on Jesus or Krishna is a real thing, as funny as that sounds, and I can personally attest to both. Meditation is often thought as in some intellectual concentration to clear one's mind in a forceful act of thought repression. But actually, done right, meditation can be a circuit 5 activation. I'll speak more about that in part 4. In athletics, there's something called getting in the zone, where the body is highly present and the mind seems to go quiet. People experience a deep sense of peace and focus during physical exertion. For example, runner's high is a common experience. This also happens in extreme sports like climbing and surfing. Spa activities can bring about similar experiences. For example, you have native traditions like sweat lodges that are intense and physically taxing. With travel, many of you know that there's a freshness and a richness that happens when visiting a new place while on vacation. Traditional Chinese medicine practices like acupuncture, tai chi, qigong, can also activate circuit 5. Sexual experiences can and have been used consciously to activate circuit 5 for thousands of years. This is why we say someone is turning us on or we are turned on. Turn on means a circuit 5 activation. I'll speak more about that in part 4. Sex is used ritually by some who want to tap into the higher circuits. Some examples are Hindu tantric practices, the teachings of Mantak Chia, and Western occult sex magic. There'll be more about psychedelics in part 4 as well, but I'll mention some brief points now. 
A lot gets said about the wellness benefits of these substances. Marijuana has been used medicinally since ancient times. Microdosing LSD and psilocybin has been a trend for the past few years. Psychedelic and MDMA therapy are gaining mainstream respectability. And many of these substances are now being backed up by mainstream science. Study after study show that they can indeed be helpful, powerful tools for healing. But you cannot mistake the use of these substances for enlightenment or peace. Just because I put on glasses during the day to see well does not mean that my eyes have been cured. The same goes for every point on this slide. You might feel you've entered a state of ecstasy, love, and peace at a devotional religious service, at the peak of an LSD experience, or feel like the world is fresh and new after a traveling adventure, but sooner or later you'll be back home. The high comes down, and you're back to the usual status quo. Again, we'll cover this subject in part four. When Christians talk about the peace that surpasses all understanding, they're referring to a strong circuit five activation. This is the state that most spiritual seekers are seeking. There are many names for a strong circuit five activation. You have love, agape, which is Christian term, sita, heart, mind, Buddhist, the bhav, Hindu. A very common sign of circuit five activation is the powerful sensation in the chest hence the Buddhist term heart-mind. The sacred heart and immaculate heart in Catholicism are also a symbol of this. This seems to have a biological correlate in the body called the solar plexus. The solar plexus is a collection of nerves that serves as a central hub for the nervous system. The Hindu devotional kirtans that I mentioned in the previous slide can last for many hours or days. They involve singing repetitively to droning music which sometimes gets really fast or sometimes gets really slow. It's common to leave the kirtan feeling as if you've taken drugs or are drunk. Some call this the bhav. It's truly getting high without taking anything. It's a great feeling. As mentioned before, art and music are the best expressions of the higher circuits, and that especially goes for circuit five. Paul McCartney, one of the Beatles, once said that what he's most proud of is that the majority of Beatles songs were about love. And I'll actually be mentioning the Beatles a few more times. I'm convinced that the incredible effect that they've had on society is due to the remarkable ability to activate their own higher circuits and help activate higher circuits in their listeners. When circuit five is activated, there is a cheerfulness, merriment, and good humor that arises. This is the meaning of the Latin word hilaritas, according to Robert Anton Wilson. From the perspective of someone with a fully activated circuit 5, circuit 1 through 4 can look quite comical. All these behaviors we engage in day to day, all that game playing in the status quo, is pretty funny. There is a saying that you can know an enlightened being by their hilaritas, by their laugh. You see this cliche in fiction, the crazy master. An example of this is Yoda's original characterization in Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. There is something irrational about a strong circuit 5 activation. Odd, non-conformist ideas seem to make more sense. These ideas seem to beg to be translated and communicated to others in non-traditional ways. The work of William Burroughs, James Joyce, Salvador Dali speak to this irrationality. This isn't outright stupidity and mindlessness. 
There's often a level of intelligence to the irrationality and silliness. The work of Monty Python, South Park, and the Beatles is clearly intelligent while at the same time indulging in funny absurdity. When I say irrational intelligence, I'm not talking about just being clever or irreverent. You might remember that art installation that sold for $120,000, which consisted of a banana taped to a wall. This was clever and irreverent, as, as is much of modern art. But for me, this is art at the level of circuit three. It comes from the intellect. For me, true art is inspired from a circuit five high and activates a circuit five high in others. In other words, it is art that comes from the heart and activates the heart in others. This is what I experienced firsthand in the work of Michelangelo. When I visited Italy, I was interested in seeing some classic artwork, but I didn't expect much, to be honest. I, I was happy to visit the Vatican, and corridor after corridor of artwork was nice to see, but it didn't seem very special to me. And then I walked into the Sistine Chapel, and I was just taken aback when I looked up. I had to sit down. It was a rapturous feeling. It was just so wonderful. Similarly, I went to Florence and I saw a replica of the David outdoors and it was fine. It looked like all the photos of the David I've seen in my life. It was stressful getting tickets to see the real David, but my partner at the time really wanted to see it. When we made it inside and we turned the corner to finally see the original David, I felt frozen in place. It seemed otherworldly and transcendent, just incredibly stunning. Michelangelo created true art from a circuit 5 activation in my opinion and he can still activate circuit 5 and others even hundreds of years later. I'm not saying that something old is better or modern art sucks. This is about a feeling in the body. C.G. Young called this kind of bodily understanding the feeling function. With a circuit 5 activation there is a consistent sense of well-being, peace and safety even in the face of adversity. You may have heard of the incredibly successful spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle. He describes a state of inner peace and harmony which is essentially the circuit 5 state. In this state, Tolle says that there is a sense of timelessness and stillness regardless of what's happening in the world around you. Tolle says that this state provides access to incredible spiritual power which he calls the power of now. The guru figure J. Krishnamurti called this choiceless awareness. For me personally, all of this has become very cliche and glib. You can find inspirational quotes about living in the present moment and stillness all over social media. It makes my eyes roll back almost every time I see this sort of thing. But the fact is, there's truth to it. And to ground this in some mainstream pop science, uh, I can't pronounce his name very well, so I'll just call him by his first name, uh, psychologist Mihaly C wrote a very popular book called Flow. He said that people experience joy and peace when they're fully absorbed in the present moment. He called this flow, and it happens to many, especially those who are excellent at their chosen profession or hobby. He talked about the connection between the flow state and the body, referencing the ancient Greeks who believed that education should start with practices to better inhabit their bodies before moving on with intellectual pursuits. Fun fact by the way, Plato, the most well-known philosopher, was originally a wrestler. He made his name and fame as a wrestler in ancient Greece. According to Mihaly C., in order to activate and sustain a flow state, 
silence and alone time is required. Again, I sound like a broken record, but we'll return to this in part four. Now let's talk about the transition from circuit five to circuit six. A notable perspective shift takes place when someone either has a very strong circuit five activation or lives consistently with circuit five activated most of the time. Life no longer seems as linear as circuit three knowledge would have us believe. It's as if circuit three time binding loosens up a little, the binds aren't as tight. Life can be understood more metaphorically like art, like a movie. People, objects and situations take on symbolic meanings, not just literal meanings. When you watch a film or read a good novel, there are two perspectives you can view it from. The causal level, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, or A leads to B leads to C. That's what we call the plot of the narrative. But there is also often a symbolic level meaning. Things happen in the story that convey meaning through symbols. For example, let's say we have a character in a film who is very closed off. They meet a romantic interest who over the course of the film opens the lead character up to a new way of living, a more emotionally open and free manner of being. As an audience, we notice that the romantic interest wears a small golden key on their necklace. So in the film, that key carries a deep symbolic meaning for the audience. The savvy audience member might recognize that the key is a symbol for how the romantic interest is the key to transforming the lead character's life. So Circuit 5 opens the door for us to view our lives symbolically. We can call this the mythopoetic life. As part of this shift, we start giving more attention to meaningful coincidences. Most of us have status quo imprinting that leads us to dismiss all coincidences in our lives as meaningless. You must be an idiot to think that a coincidence is more than just a chance occurrence. But with a strong circuit 5 activation, coincidences take on a deeper meaning and draw more of your attention. Sometimes these coincidences seem to act as if they were a communication of some kind. For C.G. Young, there are moments in which events in the external world and one's internal subjective world align. They align in such a way that strong meaning is created for the experiencer. This is what Young called synchronicity. Young developed the principle of synchronicity with help from a close collaborator, which I'll be introducing later. Synchronistic events are highly personal and seem to indicate some order or relationship between the outside world and one's inner world of experience. To the experiencer, there is a strong sense that something other than the probability of chance is involved. So, to be clear, not every coincidence is a synchronicity. Young says that synchronicities, quote, have to do with spontaneous, meaningful coincidences of so high a degree of improbability as to appear flatly unbelievable, end quote. And I'll add, if a powerful sense of meaning is created by the event in the experiencer's mind, then it's a synchronicity. Now, you might be thinking this is all rather irrational, but that's precisely the nature of Circuit 5. 
The most prominent example of synchronicity is the case of the scarab beetle, which Jung used to explain the idea of synchronicity to others. This story has been told a million times, and I'll tell it again now. Jung was attempting to treat a very challenging patient. She was extremely rational and would not accept Jung's more open-minded view of she was a cynic. He knew she was not able to get through to her on a deeper level through normal talk therapy or his usual process. One day the woman began describing a significant dream of a golden scarab beetle. As she was describing this beetle in depth, Jung says he heard a tapping at the window behind him. He opened the window and saw a live goldish green beetle, one apparently not exactly native to the area, or at least rare. Astonished, Jung quickly grabbed the beetle and walked it over to the woman and said, here is your scarab. This meaningful coincidence, the synchronicity, was enough to break the woman out of her overly rationalist worldview. Their sessions after this event were apparently very fruitful and she was cured of her ills. For me, this event can be described as a high-level circuit 5 activation, bordering on circuit 6. This experience broke her free from the status quo and allowed her to see the world in a more mythopoetic sense. Synchronicity is an ever-present reality for those that have eyes to see. One thing that should be clear from here on out is that the boundary between the objective world and the subjective world becomes less and less distinct as the higher circuits are activated. This blurring between objective and subjective starts with circuit 5 activations and becomes blurrier and blurrier as we go up into the higher circuits.